Hey there, my name is Emil and you're listening to episode 2 of Emil in the Morning at Night. During this episode, I speak with David and Huabe of the Rumpus Room. We get to talking about video games a lot. Mostly, we focus on the fighting games and what David and Huabe are doing for the local fighting game community over here. They organize events, tournaments, even clinics where you can learn about fighting games. These two can get really passionate about video games, but most of all, they're passionate about the community around them. If you like this kind of stuff, I'll be bringing you conversations about life and video games every week, so don't forget to subscribe if you can. So without further ado, here's episode 2 with David and Wabe. You're very excited to talk about Welcome to episode 2 of A Meal in the Morning at Night, where I talk to interesting people over a cup of coffee at night. And tonight, joining us today are two very interesting people live from the appraisery right now, a gaming establishment in the Kobao Expo. Say hi, guys. Hello. Hi. <laughs> um, first of all, to my left, we have David Kayuka. Is that right? Yeah. Um, he's a filmmaker and director for Circo Peros Productions. He's one of the founders of Smash Brothers Philippines, and he has been promoting the Rumpus Room for about a year now with Huabe. He's a copywriter by day, hype man by night. Yeah. Um, he promotes the video game event. You just started and now you're partnering up with David. Yeah? yeah? And he's an all-around Sugoi kind of guy. Yeah. That's how I know Sugoi you. And shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm a late riser. I usually uh-huh. I treat my guests to a cup of coffee. It looks like you like matcha though. This is my first matcha. Oh really? <laughs> you well just... here in a Since it's free, I just want to try something else. <laughs> this, this is thank the... you, thank you for the matcha. No problem. This is the only production cost of my show. Um I am having a mocha frappuccino from the appraisery and Huabe is enjoying a nice cup of um what is that, Huabe? Describe it. Black Americano. It's black. You like your coffee black. Yep. Okay. It's How are you guys feeling right now? Chill. <laughs> Relax. I'm re- You're chill. Yeah, You're yeah, chill. more relaxed. When yeah. you, bought, you bought the idea, I was like, yeah, this would be a great opportunity for David and I to, you know, talk about like our opinions about the community and all of that. Let's take a quick break. Uh, Some technical difficulties. And we're back. My laptop somehow managed to get unplugged. Where were we? Who wants to start here? David? Wabe? Not David. Uh, okay. David, why don't you tell me about yourself? You said you were a director and a filmmaker. Yeah, I'm a filmmaker since... Um, I started filmmaking since college. Uh, I was studying journalism at that time. And then after college, I decided, yeah, filmmaking is really my thing. So, like, as a filmmaker, like, your day job. It's not really a day job. It's not really a day job. How does this translate into your love of like, you actually promote video game events here? I mean, since since I was a child, uh-huh. I've been into video gaming. Mm-hmm. So pretty pretty much, I consider it as my books. And this certain, oh, this particular game that is, that is called Me- Metal Gear. Metal Gear. We all know that, right? Yeah, of course. So, we huh? all know the song. <laughs> Metal Gear? Snake? Metal Gear. Metal Gear. <laughs> what <Yeah>. is that? <laughs> it's created by Hideo Kojima. Hideo Kojima. Hideo, yes, Hideo yes. Kojima graduated film. Yeah, I'm a fan. You're of a huge fanboy of the Koji. Like, speaking of Koji, how do you feel about the recent dissolution? Oh, man, man. Dissolution of Koji, bro. I'm. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know how to feel about that? But he's yeah. your hero, man. He's your idol! I, I, I don't know. I'm planning to boycott Metal Gear 5 because they don't want to put his name in But there. Ground Zeroes was so good, man. I know, I know. It was know. so good. I know. I reached 84% progress. Holy crap. You're, in in you're, Ground Zeroes. You're way farther than me. <laughs> <laughs> Not um, 100, but at least 84. But yeah, um, being a fan of Metal Gear mm-hmm. uh, brought me to filmmaking. Filmmaking? Because of Hideo Kojima's very cinematic style of storytelling, yes? Yeah, that's it. He's not limited yeah, to, yeah, yeah, exactly. to his ideas. What about you, Huabe? Huabe. You yes. said you're a copywriter during the day, hype man <laughs> by night. That, I don't know why I wrote that, but okay. <laughs> hype man at night. Um, Just to explain it to our listeners, what is Rumpus Room? Okay. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Okay, so Rumpus Room. So Rumpus Room is a video game shop, and yeah, that's about it. Like, uh, yeah, I would prefer it. What do you mean? A hub. 
Hub. Okay, hub. yes, better. It's a, a, hub, it's a video a game hub. hub where whatever kind of person you are, whether you're a casual or a competitive player, you can play Smash, you can play Mario Kart, you can play like whatever game. What we like to promote in Rampusum is more than just the games. Mm-hmm. It's like the people, like you get to socialize with people, you get to know them, like play a game with them, mm-hmm. even though they're strangers, and then you get to talk to them afterwards, you meet your friends. Because when you go to a appraisery, you see those people interacting with each other mm-hmm. while playing games. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to see. Like right now, like video game culture, especially here, the more popular video games are like uh, Dota, LOL, mm-hmm, all that. Mm-hmm. So it's like more like you stare at the computer, you play, you like very much like panginang bobo ganon, <laughs> and then that's it. Like there's no like socializing with other person. To me, when I grew up, I grew up games to like you know. You grew up in the living room, yeah. Yes, I grew up in the living room, and I really like playing with friends. And to me, that's how video games should be. You should play with friends. You should be with that person you're playing with. The biggest thing I miss about video games, the split screen golden eye experience. <laughs> yeah. You don't get that these days. Yeah. You, don't you get see that. the person. Call of Duty still doing it. Call of Duty still doing it. I have no idea. But yeah. Um, yeah, that's what what we like about Rampusum is it's, it's supposed to be a hub for people. It's more than just the games. Shoutouts to Kiko, uh, yeah, the owner, Kiko. Of, owner of Rampusum, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. he allows us to experiment with we are, with, our, with our silly shit. Like with what, for example? Okay, so last week or two weeks ago? Like there was two weeks ago. Big big event here in Cubao X called Gigikan. Gigikan. Right. Yeah, so I've heard about that. All yeah. the shops here like doing their own events. So David and I we made our own event, which is the mystery game tournament. <laughs> mystery. Oh game wait. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Sorry. A drunk mystery game tournament. The drunk mystery game tournament. Yes. So it's basically a tournament, so of course. And then you don't know the game that you're going to play until the very moment that you're going to play. And then before the game, you take a shot. When you lose, take a shot. So as you may expect, a lot of people got really, really drunk. I'm very proud of this event. It's the event I've been wanting to do. Our first game was like this PSN game called When Vikings Attack. Then it went to like Bomberman. We presented mm-hmm. several independent games for the PS3 mostly. And then we also had Gang Beast. Gang it was still in beta. That was a pretty big Steam game. And then Warstash. Yeah, Warstash. Shoutouts to Matt. Uh-huh. Hello, Figment Games. They are a local game game dev here in the Philippines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. local then, game development studio. And then they, yeah. they brought their game for us. And to cap it all off, our final game, yeah, after all the mystery games was Pato uh-huh. Patopi. What? <laughs> outside. 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 And they went old school. They went you full went old school. No, they went full anime. Yeah, they went full like, anime. Like charging. Like poses. Janking. No, like Dragon Ball. Like Dragon charging. Ball, just charging the There's roof. coaching. There's strats. I don't know. Yeah, from the sound of it, you guys here know how to have fun. So, <laughs> so with these events you guys do, you guys usually focus on a certain type of game though. I heard that you guys like to focus on the fight games. You know fighting I mean? games, yeah. The fight Fight games, the fight games. What are your feelings on the local FGC here? Our fighting game community for our listeners. What are your okay. thoughts? It's still. Uh, it's there's a pause there. Yeah. Um, are we are about we, to hear something controversial? Okay, go ahead, me first, and then so that we can escalate to David. Uh huh. Uh-huh. David's more into it. It's more invested. To me, the fighting game communities here in the Philippines is still in their beta stage because same smash when I check the Facebook group it's always like oh I want to join tournament or I want to host a tournament and they're like yeah there are tournaments here but they just won't show up yeah nobody bothers nobody bothers they all just say in Facebook like oh pero you don't show up yourself so ah, why right. why complain about like the state of the fighting community if you yourself aren't willing to go out of your house and then go to the yeah there aren't really too much commitments so so far the FGC here lacks drive or or lacks the actual interest is that the I I think it's more of like commitment yeah, commitment. To, commitment towards building the community what do you think is creating that problem is the community too oh, thin maybe. Uh, don't quote me on this. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. Maybe because esports are more focused on mobile games. Uh, fighting I games. That. I think we're getting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, we have Evo. No, but here locally. Oh, we have okay, esports okay. here. Locally, right? locally. Local esports here support mobile games. Mm-hmm. Even Clash of Clans. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I'm not. Yes. Just like a six-digit. Are you tournament. serious? So, yes, yeah. it's a six-digit six tournament for class. Of so class you know now, now, Clash of Clans? Yeah. <laughs> you guys are blowing my mind right now. Clash yep. of Clans has a community here, and they compete competitively. Yes, there's a competitive scene. I don't even know. There's how a it Clash works. of Clans competitive scene. There's a tournament coming 
Yeah. This is all news to me. There's yep. a tournament coming, and I think they generated two million pesos <laughs> prize pool. All my research could not have prepared me for this. <laughs> wow. But wow. yeah, yeah. The way you reacted, yeah, that's a problem. I mean, like, uh, <laughs> I like that these casual games are introducing a broader spectrum of people into actual gaming. Mm. But there's still this weird, icky feeling, you know? Mm -hmm. I really <laughs> like that people are getting introduced to games. But do you think they're being introduced to it wrong? To I, me? I can't say wrong. Uh -huh. Yeah, they, they are introduced to, to just games. one area of uh, video games. Video games, mm -hmm. and then since we've been seeing Clash of Clans a lot, especially in local TV. I did not expect to be talking about Clash. They are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really want to talk about it. Either. That's bananas. Okay, let's move on. Let's, <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on. By the way, I finally figured out what I want to say. Okay, more go, about go, go, the go, fighting go. game community is. All right. The problem with growing fighting game communities is the barrier of entry. I think that's that's one of the biggest problems. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I, I would because agree. Like, I would agree. To, to be competent enough to enjoy a fighting game, you first need to invest time. Yes. To invest yes, time yeah. and develop a level of skill before mm -hmm. you can even say okay. that I'm enjoying the game. I can give some examples. All right. mm -hmm. Friends, your close friends, even your common friends. Okay. When you invite them to play fighting games, sasabihin nila, no, ayoko niyan, tatalunin mo lang ako eh. Exactly. There's always that one dude in your barcada who will ruin everyone. Not one dude. It's everyone. You, you're, <laughs> oh, you're that you're, one dude. You're the one dude who just loses. That's me and Smash. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Okay. So if within just a group of friends the barrier is so high, how do you think the FGC should tackle this issue? Because with something like your friends, that's a very isolated problem. But when it comes to the actual FGC, that's... That's gigantic. Uh, actually, David and I have started during Geek in itself a project to help bridge that gap between like someone who doesn't know jack shit about fighting games mm -hmm. to you know a competitive scene, which is the FG Clinic. Um, can you give a quick primer on what that is? Uh, so FG Clinic essentially is like. Let me Milo best. <laughs> okay, okay. It's, it's essentially like that. Like, if you don't know anything about fighting games, it's okay. So what our program was, you choose a fighting game, and then you tell us how much you know. If you don't know anything, then that's fine. One of us is going to teach you the basics, like the, how the game works. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then slowly, we're going to build you up until you become more and more confident, more and more. Because that's the thing that's hard to teach, like the basics of a fighting all game. Right, all right. And there aren't really a lot of, I don't think there's, there's no event or any uh, anything or that anything going yeah, no, on. Anything going on. Usually, when uh, the usual things that people say, say like, I want to learn like Street Fighter. Okay, I'll buy Street Fighter, <laughs> go to training mode, learn how to do the Hadouken, or look through YouTube videos. YouTube videos. But the learning there is minimal because uh, in fighting games you need experience. Of course, of so course. So let's say like for me, it's experience. not it's not minimal. Eh? It's a different way of yeah, yeah, le okay. learning fighting games. The, the advantage of fighting game clinic is you get to interact with with the pros the quote unquote, quote unquote uh, pros. for our <laughs> listeners everyone here is doing air quotes right now yeah the pros, the pros. Okay, okay, okay. and they get involved hey i'm very interested uh, when's the when's the tournament yes. when's the next casual uh -huh, uh -huh. and having a mentor system a yeah. mentor system is always good like if you want to learn having a mentor is always one of the best ways because <laughs> you get to learn from someone who's been there you actually like absorb the wisdom and then it's more personal and we want to bring that to fighting games so if, if the interaction between the newbie and the quote-unquote pro is more personal and it'll be good besides this fighting game clinic what are you guys currently working on what kind of events do you guys have on the horizon what have you guys been brainstorming with oh we have weekly tournaments weekly uh, tournaments all right now we've covered Skullgirls, smash Skullgirls. i love smash Skullgirls. For, smash for wii u uh, mortal kombat x and then we welcome another indie game mm -hmm. Yategarasu. Yes, I heard of that. Yeah. It's been fairly popular these days. I can't wait to get my hands on it. It is? Yep. Mm -hmm. It's been getting very popular on the YouTube scene. Okay, mm -hmm. great, great. Yay! <laughs> really they, they, they probably searched for, for the anime, mm -hmm. Yategarasu. It's well, an anime? I didn't know that. No, it's not an anime game. Just because it looks like an anime, anime I guess. Ah, all right, all right, all right. So, as for your actual ideas for the community, what are you guys working on right now? We want to perfect FG Clinic because the the Gikikan event where we held our FG Clinic, we put in notes okay. for, for the players and for the mentors, giving recommendations, what they've learned, what are their strengths, their weaknesses. We accumulated 20 students. 20? 20, 20 students. students in one week. Uh, one weekend. And then... That's not bad for a first event, yeah, we, yo. We wanna, yeah. we wanna continue that. How many mentors did you guys have? 
six, six mentors for 20 students. That sounds like a very good number. So moving on to the future, do you want to keep this very intimate or do you want to grow the crowd? Grow the crowd, obviously. Is there any fear that the intimacy of the mentor apprenticeship system will be lost? No, no, no. Not at all? No. Okay. So. Because we can be the door mm -hmm. to enter FGC. I wish other communities support this. Uh, they should be thankful. I think they are. When I saw your announcement, I was very, very happy that people care enough to actually like set up something like this. Mm -hmm. Like That's why when you guys called me here last minute, I was super game to talk to you guys. Cause that's the kind of shit that I want to see get done around here. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. And our coaches. Oh, grabe uh, yung ano nila. Yung ano? Yung commitment level nila. Yung compassion nila yeah. sa amen. Especially to the students. And they, they were very serious. They, they keep sharing all the knowledge. Sabi ko lang sa FG clinic na lang natin yung share. Para ano. Yeah, and about perfecting the FG clinic, it allows our being better teachers. <laughs> because like me, I'm not that great of a fighting game player, but I know how to teach beginner level stuff. But okay. of course, you want to make it like a curriculum. It's like so academic. To make it a curriculum so that it'll yeah, be more systematic. We are currently creating a syllabus <laughs> for, for each fighting game. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Most yeah. people play fighting games yeah. to get away from syllabi. Yeah. You know I, I, mean? I, I am the... I'm gonna be the master of the dojo. Oh, okay. We, we'll okay. have a group of senses teaching mm -hmm. different different fighting games. One for Smash, one for Tekken, Street Fighter, Yatagrasu, etc. etc. Okay, moving on to a different topic for now. On your free time, what are you guys into? You guys talk about fighting games a lot, right? But what other geeky stuff are you guys into? Kamen Rider. Kamen Rider? You've been watching a lot of Kamen Rider? Yeah, Guys, watch Kamen Rider game. It's so good. <laughs> it's made by Gen Urobuchi. It's is, so good. Is that the one with the fruits? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, when, when I first saw it, like, man, this, this is what happened to Mask Rider. From Mask Rider Black to fruits. And then I watched it like, oh my god, it's so good. It is. It is really good though. How the orange lands on his head and then, and then folds arm. open. It's like, it is the dumbest, most awesome thing you'll ever see. Yes. You'll ever see. I actually have a belt. You yep. bought the belt? I bought a fucking belt. I bought a lock seat. I'm trying to buy more of those things. He's I, very I, proud of it. I showed it I showed it in the office. I transformed the middle of the office. I do have one. Yes, one too. You, you have a Kamen Rider belt as well. Zabi. Zabi from Kabato. I actually got the Kamen Rider really late. And I got into it because of Forze. Ah, oh, Forze. Oh yeah, I, I finished Forze this year. Like a lot of people- That, that was my last Kamen Rider. Like a lot of hardcore Kamen Rider fans, when I tell them that my favorite Kamen Rider is Forze, they have a fit. <laughs> oh, I understand, because this is like shonen anime. It, it's Kamen, it's Kamen Rider, Rider friendship. friendship. Yes, yeah, Kamen Rider exactly. friendship. Kamen but Rider then, friendship. If, then, then actually I researched into it and I learned that the reason why they made it so childish and so light compared to other Kamen Riders mm -hmm. is because when they were uh, in production, the earthquake hit. The earthquake hit? The okay. earthquake hit. That's so true. you needed a happy tone. Yeah, so they decided they needed a happy Kamen Rider. Not a city-destroying yes. Kamen Rider series. So, because everyone got sensitive about that for a while. Yes, so that's why that's why Forza was so different from the other Kamen Riders. So happy. It's like, friendship and school and oh, shit. That's super interesting. And space. Uh, yeah, and space. And space. That's what got me into it. Yeah, yeah, space. yeah, man. Meteor. Meteor. <laughs> What's up? That's why I'm interested on in watching it soon. I had no idea that's why Kamen Rider Forze. Forze had like such a happy tone. That explains a lot of Japanese media recently. They, during that time, I yes. mean, not recently. Everything was lighter. Hmm. Seeing that you guys are in the like, it looks like you guys are in the Japanese media. I mean, you guys have Kamen Rider belts. <laughs> like, like, do you guys consume more Japanese media? Things like that? I grew up consuming a lot of Japanese media. I grew up in a freaking anime and shit. Anime. Everyone grew up with the Ghost Fighter. before. I was too much into anime too. Uh, before. Back when you were younger, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Alright, alright. I got fed up with, with the Moe stuff. Oh, yeah. I feel you, man. I feel yeah. you, man. We've covered anime. We've covered video games. Are there anything else like that you guys are into on your personal time? Um, watching this guy. This guy? Yeah. What guy? I'm, I observe the stars. Oh, the sky! Yeah, yeah. I, w I thought you said this guy. You like watching the sky. I didn't know this! Who are you? Yeah, I attend the space observatory shit. No wonder, like, you like Forza? Yes. Space? Yes, yes. <laughs> right? And my favorite film now is Gravity. 
Gra- ah, all right. Alfonso Cuaron. All right. Uh, what about you, Huabe? Any weird things like staring at the sky at night alone? <laughs> I watch stuff about the World War One. Oh, you're you're you're. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> we're getting way off track. Tell us more. World War One. I. I was like, I, re- I read something about World War One, and then I realized <laughs> that there's a lot of stuff about World War Two. Like there's a lot of series, there's a lot of movies, but no one. But but I don't. I know jack shit about World War One. And then there's there's this YouTube channel called The Great War. That was what World War was called, The Great War. Okay. And the format was uh, the show is weekly. And then let's say the show was released like October 25, okay. 2015. All right, all right. It's going to tell what happened October 25 during The Great War. It's a four-year project that he's slowly telling what's happening to the war and why Europe just went into a big cluster fab. It started with the assassination of Franz Ferdinand and then everything just went to hell. I, I don't know why I'm so obsessed about it. <laughs> okay, so on one side here, we have a sky geek. On the other side, we have like a war geek. Like apparently, <laughs> getting back on track. I actually wanted to ask you guys some questions. Since we were talking about esports a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, oh boy. Oh, shit. <gasps> we were talking about the esports, we were talking about the fight games, we were talking about the evos. My guests are losing their shit and like... <laughs> uh, the esports scene here, locally, we've been receiving some resistance from the government. Have you heard about that? Yes. Okay. I used to, I had, uh, for a few months, I used to write for Esports Inquirer. Like, I forgot to tell you no, that. No, keep going, keep going. Because I've been writing for Esports actually for two years, for various websites. Two years, So, All right. uh, Goes to Gamers, then Esports Heaven, mm-hmm. and then uh, Esports Inquirer, focusing mostly on League of Legends, and then actually dabble into Hearthstone. That Hypestone. I know things about es- the Esports community and, and, and locally as well, uh-huh. so... To me, the problem why there's been so much resistance is simply because how the older generations view video games in general. That's like, a weird term to use. Adults. We're adults. Yeah, we're adults. What the fuck? I'm 26. Uh, so, old yeah, people. like... Old people. Old, old people. Like, it still hasn't changed from... I know video games come as mo. The mindset is not here yet. It yeah, is it, what you're saying. It, yeah, it, it hasn't gone past that. But then again, the gaming community isn't really helping. Like how the net shop culture yeah, yeah, grew into yeah. something that very sad, negative. Yeah, sadly negative. promotes negative things uh-huh. like you know uh-huh. people cutting classes, people getting to fight, people Using, doing uh, underhanded uh, tactics. They spend uh-huh. their tuition fees. Yes. We haven't transcended that view of games that games are bad for you. Games are just for kids. Because in other countries, like South Korea, wherein they have gamer stables, mm-hmm. where entire teams live together and practice. They recognize gaming as something you can actually get good at. Profession. Professionally. Professionally. But uh, then, when is the media? You media, your perception of media through video games was very different as compared to ours and the Fox media in the US. Yeah. When something bad happens, they always blame Grand Theft Auto. So. The violent Vidya games. Yeah. Vidya, no. Bad. Vidya. To me, to me, that, and then the more important thing why Korea is successful is simply because they're more disciplined. Oh, like, all right. like to, to them, striving for success is really, really a big thing. Like, they really, really work hard. They study hard. They work hard. If you interview any Korean player, they always say, like, practice, like, 10 hours a day and then they study the games because they're really, the drive is sort of, like, I guess, naturally there. So you're saying it's, it's more of a problem of culture? To me, yes. Uh, to you, yes. To okay, me, yes. Okay, okay. Mm, yeah, uh, I can agree with that too. Mm-hmm. It's a problem of culture. Yeah, I remember I saw I saw a documentary about pro, pro gamers in Nat Geo, and they have health coach. Okay. Yeah, yeah exactly. They, they have to be conditioned to perform. They have to sleep eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. Requirement and so on. That's a requirement. So my big question when it comes to this is how do you think esports can receive the recognition it deserves as an actual sport? Because last year, the Dota World Championships were actually televised on ESPN2. Yep, they televised it, but there was a lot of backlash from the general community. A lot of people saying, what is this shit doing on my ESPN? What is this video game okay. stuff? Where are it's my balls? It's not a real sport. It's not a okay. real sport. A lot of people say it's not an actual sport, but it becomes hard to argue once you think about it like a lot. It requires teamwork. It requires strategy. It requires knowledge of the game. And at the same time, like you mentioned earlier, it requires physical fitness. 
it requires you to be in peak physical condition in order for you to have the reaction speed necessary in order for you to play these games. So the argument of that, it's not a sport on the strategy side, the skill side, the physical side, all fall apart. It, it baffles me that um, the general populace internationally still can't deem uh, esports as an actual sport. Uh, to me, well actually my opinion that is, to me, they're just bitching because Alright. Yeah. Wow, intense. Okay. Alright, intense, intense opinions going there's on here bitching. at the appraisery right there's now. There's a bitching about it because because they use the word sport. And then a lot of people like hold on to that word like it's so sacred. Like ah oh, sport is like, like sport, so it's like basketball or like something athletic. Where it's really just you know, it just so happens that it's called esports. I mean, it's, it's just a word. I mean Guys, chess. Oh yeah, like ESPN actually televises the World Series of Poker. Yeah, fighting games is no different from poker. Yeah, I would beg to disagree. Fighting games actually have an edge over poker because you need to be at the peak physical um, level in order to have execution. Those two frames of execution you need to one up your opponent. Yeah, you actually have to physically train. I can agree with that. <laughs> Where it, no offense to any poker players out there, but I don't think you need to go to the gym for that. I mean, poker is hard. That's one of the biggest things I don't understand when when gaming actually has a physical aspect to it. Have you seen uh, K. Brad's entrance? K. Brad, do you know him? No. Um, Educate. There, there is one fighting game player. He mm -hmm. went in the ring, uh, imitating Stone Cold. Stone Cold Steve Stone Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin, so a he wrestler. Did, he's buff. I think Sanke, uh, the reason why people are so shocked to see these people look like this and not like scrawny little nerds is because video gaming culture has always been... Has had that stigma. Uh, yeah, it's always been in the shadows. I have an article here, actually. It's both good and bad. It's from Engadget.com. The Electronic Sports League has... Wow, Electronic Sports. <laughs> the Electronic Sports League has announced <laughs> that it will soon begin testing players for performance-enhancing <laughs> substances oh, at yeah, future competitive events. Uh, the news comes in the wake of the revelations made by professional Counter-Strike player Freysen. Yes, Freysen. He told an interviewer that his entire team was actually on Adderall. You guys know what Adderall is? Uh, for our listeners, Adderall is a smart drug that's normally used to treat attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, ADHD, and it helps the user concentrate, reduce fatigue, and can also boost reaction times. That's the gamer's form of steroids, you know what I mean? Yep. Like, first glance, this sounds horrible. Before, like, it wasn't even taken seriously, but before, there have always been news or like controversies about fixing matches. Okay. Like, uh, like in it, boxing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, it became big in StarCraft, I think. Especially during online tournaments, like, he, that player will bet against himself, mm -hmm. and then he will throw the match. Ah, alright. Stuff like that is yeah, happening. Yes, it has, it, has, it has happened before, but now there have been like actual measures to reprimand those things. Because now like there's an actual professional scene, there will be now punishments like, you know, uh, you'll be banned or you'll be suspended. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. From the electronic sports league. Electron Digital That's sports. That's a thing. That's a thing. The ESL. <laughs> Holy crap. Not man. even cyber or anything. No, electronic sports league. That's what they're calling themselves. <laughs> now that we're talking about this, like, I feel slightly better. It feels like gaming is taking the natural course of things. I mean, we'll go through the tough stuff. We'll go through the controversies. We'll go through people judging this kind of thing as something not relevant, as something for kids, as something for that. I'm sure baseball went through that. I'm sure basketball went through that. Think about it. Like, people make fun of us for, like, running around lanes, killing creeps, and trying to destroy the enemy's core. But how ridiculous is it to try to hit a ball with a stick and run around a in a circle in a diamond exactly like like if you think about it that was probably ridiculous at the time too and we're just taking the natural evolution of things you know as far as games are concerned and one of the like natural evolutions actually it happened last year i think for league of legends is okay one of the players got an athletic visa a visa for athletes yes, yes. i've heard of this i've heard um of this. he needed to reside in the states if i remember the story correctly i mean what happened was riot games who developed and created league of legends push 
for this particular player to have a visa that is on par with an athletic visa okay, so that he can okay. go to the United States and compete mm. which also caused a big shitstorm with the <laughs> with the traditional sports communities like the video games are on par with the basketball why are you putting these video games people beside us now that we're talking about this all the salt from earlier all of the spite from earlier just feels slightly better don't you <laughs> but now that I think about it it seems alright what do you guys think I can't say anything much about it because mm -hmm. I've never been to esports. Okay, yeah. I'm all, I've been to esports, so I've seen a lot of the dirt. If I would continue, I mean, you used to work on an esports column. Yes, to continue my, I guess, rant mm -hmm. about esports. Oh, is, here comes the salt. Oh boy, here we go yeah. again. All right, <laughs> like uh, again, like the culture of competitive gaming here. Like a lot of players like compete and become good. Mm -hmm. Not just like I guess to have fun, but I don't even see them having fun. Like I see them like you know them getting money. So it's more of like the fame thing. Fame. Like like boom get getting some ladies. I'm not even getting that. <laughs> I'm not even getting that. That is super weird to me. That's the first time I've heard something like yes. that. Yes, you play LOL, right? I played League of Legends for a while. Yeah, that's so you know you know the concept of Elo, right? Uh, where you. You raise your rank, mm -hmm. and then it became uh, for our listeners who are not aware. Okay, of Elo. so so this is the Elo system, which is basically a ranking system okay. where you go like from bronze to silver to gold to platinum to diamond, mm -hmm. and then challenger, the highest league, and then it becomes a badge of pride. Like oh, bronze kalang sa ko platinum ako up po buka. Nanon. All right, and all right. It's, it, it's, it has now become such a big deal that there are services mm -hmm. services that people will pay a player to raise their to, rank to raise their rank oh that's weird yes wow. it, it, it's not, and I know some of my friends I, I can't I can't oh, that is so weird I, I mean like before I had a friend because I'm really into MMOs you know before I had a friend who actually paid another friend of mine to level his character to 80. Yes, uh -huh. it's essentially the <laughs> mobile version of that, and it's, uh, it's called Elo Boosting. So, and a lot of my friends actually are earning money from that. Like casual talk, like oh, my binusta ko siguro one k. It's the same way. Like one thousand. Hiring someone to farm for you. And 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 it's it's also became such a big deal that two professional players from League of Legends are currently suspended huh. because they were caught Elo Boosting. For like I don't know, a thousand bucks, I think, thousand dollars. Okay, huh? Just to level up their rank. I mean, it became such a big deal. This digital badge where you say that you are, that you are a good player, <laughs> that you can flaunt around. Kwabe, you seem very opinionated about this kind of stuff. I mean, you wrote for an esports column and things like that. But David, now that we're talking about something besides fight games, you know, <laughs> fight games are your thing. Uh, what about MOBAs? What about FPSs? I played MOBA for a short while. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Only Dota 6.48B. If you guys remember. Wow. Man, that's old shit. <laughs> wow, wow, yeah. wow. After very that, specific, very specific. After, and then, yeah, I played Dota 2. Dota 2? For, for two weeks only. Um, I actually never got to touch Dota 2. Just, just to, you know, play, gauge it, gauge play, it. play with my high school friends. Okay, okay. Because I miss playing with them. Actually, that, recently, yeah. I got into Heroes of the Storm, one of the newer MOBAs. Yeah. Heroes of the Storm has actually been trying to introduce simplified mechanics. I actually like it. How do you feel about that? Oh, you like it. I uh, like it too. I like it. I played a bit. I like it because it focuses more on team play rather than in terms of Filipinos kasi Bida Gaming okay now okay. Bida ka you carry the damn team oh fuck man I'm so good because oh the guy with the highest kills I think yeah. this is why Philippines love basketball because ah, of, of there has been a lot of salt about Heroes of the Storm actually dumbing down the game <laughs> and like when a game developer dumbs down the game quote unquote I'm doing air quotes, quotes. again it, it's super great for an audio an audio based thing I know I, I should add video but a lot of people have been having a lot of salt towards like simplifying gameplay, but you like it. Uh, to me, it's just like if you don't like the dumbed down games, then there are a lot. Of, there are other games. There's LOL, there's Dota. If you don't like Heroes of the Storm, it's not begging you to play. It's just, it's just there. <laughs> That's interesting. It's, That's all, interesting. It's, it's an option. Like, what about you, David? I haven't tried it yet. Oh, um, you should give it a shot, man. You should give indie games a shot. I have been supporting like the occasional indie game here and there. I love like the smaller studios. I love I love Bastion. I love Transistor. Oh yes, Bastion. Super Giant. Yeah, yeah. Shout yeah, yeah. out Transistor. Shovel Knight. 
that kind of stuff. These these smaller developers, like um, Way Forward Games, you know, it, it's very admirable. Like the games industry nowadays is leaning more towards an indie-based culture rather than the triple A gaming. Actually, mm -hmm. I'm supposed to start my own game. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the perfect place to vlog it, man. No, no, no. no. <laughs> um, we we, we kind of stopped because my. Oh, you stopped. My friend, who is our lead programmer, mm -hmm. left for, for real life. No, <laughs> not really for real life, but for for someone else. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so this okay. is the sound of my heart breaking. <laughs> oh man, oh man. Well, you know, like just like any other industry, we have our hurdles to cross, and I really hope you continue that because we need more people here Thank that you. are very passionate about gaming. I don't get to talk much to people like this. So I really like that I'm starting to like meet so many interesting people that have opinions on these types of things. Yeah, so if you want to see my my concept for the game, okay, you can like my page, Cosmic Gorgons. <laughs> you can see it there. The Cosmic Gorgons? We, we already have illustrations for our main character, the environment. So mm -hmm. yeah, um, check it, check it. Yeah. I'll keep sharing. Yeah, keep sharing, keep sharing. Because uh, we don't know, I might, be committed to it. Okay, <laughs> since we were talking about esports and like all of these competitive games, I wanted to talk more about that with you guys, but uh, I think the main thing we should be getting to is the actual problem of the FGC. Let's get back to the FGC. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, like, you guys are in the thick of things. You guys are trying to organize these events to raise awareness, um, educate people about the FGC. When it comes to finding games, it's not a learning curve, in my opinion. It's a learning cliff. It's a learning wall. It's like, instead of an actual curve, it's like a straight up barrier that stops you from entering. <laughs> That's true. What do you think is needed to break down this wall? Do you think games these days are like doing something wrong? Or do you think it's the community that's doing something wrong? I don't think it's the community. I think it just evolved that way because before, during, it's weird to say our time, but... Oh, come on, we're old. Yeah. <laughs> during our time, when we play video games, it's, it's always, the person is always beside us. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So, it's always like this, it's, it's, it's interactive. Mm -hmm. So we get to learn and then that's why it was just natural for more and more people to get together. Okay. Okay. But now with the online culture, yeah, especially like every fighting game nowadays, if it doesn't release with an online mode, it's Shit. garbage. Yep. And because now because of the online culture, people are less enthused on getting out of the house. They're less inclined to do their own research. Yes, and yet we we have a fucked up netcode for fighting games. Oh, oh yes. yeah, don't get me started on that stuff. You can barely play. You can barely play. That's true. That's true. Just cheese your way out. And, and yeah, like because and because of that online culture, like since you can now play fighting games online, like tinatamad ka ng lumabas ng bahay and play with people when you can play on Steam while you're on Skype chat. So I think it was just the evolution of the gaming culture that that's now giving the FGC a hard time because in Facebook groups like in MK and Smash, there are a lot of online warriors. Okay. And then when you say, oh, there's an event here, it's like. Okay, punta, punta kami, pero they won't. Mm, just like your first point way, way, way earlier. Okay, okay. Um, I spent a long hiatus away from fighting games. The last time I was super into fighting games was on my PSP. Um, I got re really into Tekken 5, Dragon of Main. But then, like, I lost interest in a, I, I lost interest for a really long while. But what actually reinvigorated my interest for fighting games is actually Skullgirls. Yeah! One of the biggest things, in my opinion, I mean, like, Skullgirls is a really, really in-depth game. A lot of fighting game veterans will even tell you that Skullgirls is not a good start. Yeah, you know because I mean? it's created by a fighting, fighting game, game player. A fighting game player, exactly, exactly. It has a lot of deep mechanics. <laughs> But I found that the Skullgirls tutorial is one of the best. It's one of the best tutorials in any game I've ever seen. They cover everything. And to somebody like me who is enthusiastic about fighting games and who has actually played fighting games before, that's very helpful. But I would imagine to a new player, this this giant like syllabus <laughs> of, 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 of information is just daunting. Games these days like S Smash Brothers are very attractive to the casual crowd because of their lower execution. It is. And you know, familiar characters like Pikachu, Yeah, yeah, yeah Mario. exactly, exactly. And now we have Ryu. 
And I really Oh, I love that. I love that. Here's the shit. Bringing it back to esports a bit. Like, just a bit, just a bit. I know you guys don't want to talk about it anymore. But like, usually, when you watch a game of baseball, you you sort of know what's going on. Like, everyone has a slight understanding of how baseball works. hit the ball. Like, I can watch these sports and have a vague idea of what's going on. The same cannot be said for fighting games. Because it's hard to explain what a focus dash attack Cancel. Yeah, a focus attack dash cancel is. It's hard to explain what an OTG is. It's hard to explain that I hit confirmed into my super. It's getting to a point that in order to enjoy a fighting game, you have to learn an entire dictionary. Yeah, I, you don't I get really that. Yeah. I get that there's a vocabulary problem. But, there is a vocab. But I, I guess to argue that, like, what, what I think makes fighting games simpler is what I said before. You see two people beating the shit out of each other. This, this is the best explained in like Street Fighter. Like, you see just two people standing and they're just kicking and punching and maybe throwing the, the specials thing, out. The, uh, specials the specials out. And you, you get an idea. And then just a life bar. So you see the person getting hit. You see the life bar going down. It's just simple. Like, mm -hmm. even if you don't know jack shit, I think you can still enjoy fighting games without learning. Really, it's really easy to pick up pick up fighting games when, if you don't know anything about fighting games especially when you show Daigo's match oh, Daigo's yeah, match yeah, yeah, Justin yeah. Wong I shared it to my girlfriend exactly I don't even have to explain it Evil she knows moment. she knows what happened like mm, wow alright wow tanginang galing that's the first time I've heard like this then, sort of opinion ang question na lang niya sa akin was how come Daigo block one at a time right? one at a time not just block and patay na dapat siya parang ganun because of the chip oh that's parry the, the parry system in Street Fighter 3 block exactly at that uh, moment yeah right timing ganun ganun so it requires skill to do to perform that so from there naintindihan na niya so you guys aren't afraid of like the glossary holding Back, okay. It's easier to watch fighting games than than MOBAs. Arguable, Plus, yeah, 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 totally. With MOBAs, like you don't understand why that person is just hitting a small dude <laughs> and a building. <laughs> fighting games would be easier to explain than a MOBA. Because huh? it may build up way. Uh huh. Uh, uh, in, in MOBAs and in, in S, uh, strategy, uh, strategy games, whereas in fighting games, it's just more of you know the. The ascent to the climax, what the fuck, okay? The ascent to the climax part. Yeah. Very exciting day we're having at the appraisery today. <laughs> yeah. The ascent of climax Friday is quick. Night. It's quick, it's like one minute, people, boom, it's done. Okay. Whereas in MOBAs, you should have to wait at 30, 20 Usually it's minutes. it's a 30-minute match. Before you're like, oh, shit, is happening. Oh, Especially when the game the clash is, happens. Uh, when the game is closed, you know, you're both one hit away. Parang, shit, shit. <laughs> so fundamentally, fight games have the advantage because it's something people are familiar with. Yes. People duking it out. Yep. Yes. Like just that primal it's, rage. You, know? you can see like this is two, two people. Like you like people like seeing two people beating the shit out of each other. Okay. Okay. Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes. Sometimes. I mean, so, we have boxing. Yeah. Yeah. Just the UFC. Yeah. Just the UFC. There's boxing. There's M like MMA in general. Mm -hmm. So yeah. If if you see it on a screen, they may not be real people, but you see them duking it out. Mm. It's pretty much you get the same amount of feeling. Okay, okay. I like that opinion. Before, like, I would just think that like a lot of the casual crowd can be turned off by this. But what you said about your girlfriend seeing Evo moment versus Justin Wong and Daigo, that's pretty good. Huh. You learn something new every day. Um, but like here's another question for you guys. What about the problem of accessibility? Oh. Um, another wall for for fight games or like generally competitive games in general generally competitive games in general what the <laughs> fuck am I on um, it's getting exciting very competitive games using the traditional sports analogy once again <laughs> you see someone shoot a ball into a hoop you see someone hit a ball with a stick they get the idea that hey I could do that because those are very very familiar objects to them a ball a stick these are things that they know they can do but since the general knowledge and general accessibility of video games in general how many times have I said general <laughs> <laughs> well yeah it's, anyways, it's anyways. like this okay. um, accessibility uh, let's look into basketball okay so when you press a button you press a button during basketball. I mean, <laughs> in, in fighting games. Okay, when, okay, when okay. You press okay. a button. You you punch. You, you punch. either punch or kick. But in, in basketball, the the simple actions are shoot, pass, something like that. Oh, but when you when you want to perform a special move, 
That's different. Execution, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, I all, think, it's also the same with basketball. You want to perform the layout. I think I might have um, phrased my question wrong. What I mean is uh, about accessibility is um, when people see a basketball, they're familiar with the concept of a basketball mm -hmm. and it's easy to get because you go to a sports store, things uh, like that, yeah. because it's general knowledge. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to a fighting game, Before the you barriers go to are arcades. Yes, exactly, arcades. But the, the arcade arcade experience isn't really welcoming. Uh huh. It's very intimidating. Nico, the noise. Nico welcome dito if you're not good because they're a tight knit community. But like when people see a ball, they get that <laughs> feeling that they can just easily purchase a ball and start practicing themselves. Wherein there's a barrier for um, even just getting started with fighting games. You need to console, buy the PC. console, buy the PC. Sometimes there's no PC release. Um, that's why we have a hub. Like, which console do I get? Oh, that, that, that's really nice. The rumpus, rumpus room, room. The rumpus room could be a solution to the accessibility problem. Depending on you, are you are you a keyboard player? A, uh, yeah. Are you a gamepad player or are you a yeah, height stick player? Yeah, pet peeve ako dyan eh. Like, mm -hmm. Pag nilabas ko na yung arcade stick ko, ah, ayoko nang labanan to. Pro to eh. Ay! Uh, parang, is it my fault? Any schmuck can buy a stick. I bought a stick and it does suck games. <laughs> I bought a fight stick. I'm still a scrub. But when it comes to like the general populace um, actually having accessibility to these items, it's easier now. It's easier now because uh, wala na yung arcade coach, uh, mentality. Everyone can come here and we welcome them. In terms of accessibility, it's just like this, like weird analogy. If you want to learn how to play the guitar, like you can't just watch YouTube videos, you can't just read about it. You have to do it. You have to buy the instrument. Yes, you have to buy the instrument. You have to buy the guitar. And sometimes you have to buy a good guitar. So fundamentally, one so, so fundamentally you have to buy the actual thing to you know to be able to start learning that thing. <laughs> yeah, to me it's also preference whether you're gonna use a stick. Or a gamepad or mm -hmm. a keyboard. Okay. We have people, we have company brands um, selling those. You know, to make it more accessible to fighting games. So, preference lang yan eh. Saka, like, two hobbies like this, it, there will always be an investment. Yeah. And an investment. Like, yeah, in, in any yeah. hobby, in any mm -hmm. uh, in, in, in any hobby, there will always be an investment. I think at the very base of it, the initial investment is the interest. Yes, in the interest, which is why like I'm very proud that you guys promote these types of events and games, so we could start the interest, start that initial investment, and from there you can educate them about what they need to get into something like this. Like what you said a while ago, like a problem to accessibility could be solved by the Rumpus Room itself by being a hub for gaming. Is there anything on your minds about the fighting game community? Anything on your minds about the Rumpus Room? Oh, my opinion ako. Napenmoy follow up maganda. Go. Um, fighting game communities have to sometimes stop being so elitist. Elitist. <laughs> All right. Oh. Right. Got some harsh words going on here. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Um, it's true. Merong uh, elitism. Elitist culture. Elitist culture happening in in this small baby community. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just a baby community, and there's already elitism. Sometimes you're like a bunch of good players, mm -hmm. and then like somebody wants to get in, it's like. <laughs> you have to prove yourself first or some shit like that. Why couldn't you just welcome that person and then then you teach them why does he have to go through this all okay. shit like you know, oh I have to like be good enough with but how can a person be good enough if a person that's really good won't teach that person? Or they, some some players won't go because there's no challenge here. Oh that's kinda oh man oh, They man. think there's no challenge, but you don't know, do I? You don't know. Uh, that's bananas, that's bananas. Huh. I didn't know the the like even the small communities here had something like that. David, in your introduction, you said that you were one of the founders of Super Smash Brothers Philippines. Oh uh, yeah, right? One of the four pillars. One of the four pillars, as you said. There, there were four of us. Mm -hmm. Do you experience that kind of elitism going on in that group? No, I mean, no, 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 no. No, um, okay. Smash is way different. The Smash community, mm -hmm. it's way different. It's younger and they're more friendly. Really? Yeah, yeah. They're friendlier. Okay. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I had fun working with them, mm -hmm. actually, because it, Smash is not my game. Smash is not my game either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It isn't my game. So I have my former TXO friend, uh, Stephen. Shout out to Steve. Uh, he needed help to start a Smash community here. So there, Steve needed some help because the three of them lack some push. Lack some push, okay. And Meaning they, they know 
I can do that for them. They always get frustrated. Oh no, walang pumupunta dito, walang gusto ng support. Walang pumapansin ang post ko. But but like um as a community right now, the Smash Brothers Philippines community, how are they fair? Oh shit, it's big now. All right, we have we have the Ilo Ilo community. Ilo Ilo for Smash. Yeah, shout out to Justin. Shout out Justin. So just Ilo Ilo, the Cebu. There are three communities here. North Manila. And South Manila, Manila. Uh-huh. and then there's the East now. Yeah, East, yeah, the, uh, Marina. The east. Uh-huh. It's like the North Castle kind of thing. Good. South players versus North players versus players from the East. Mm-hmm. Just earlier, like Kanina. Uh huh. There's an American guy who went here and he's beating people with little math. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I saw that a while ago. Uh, yeah, he, it's like just a random dude, just a walk in. Yeah, he just like uh, he just posted in the Smash Philippines. Like, oh okay, then people say like, oh go to the one presume there's a tournament. Like, okay, random people now. And he's a melee player. He's a melee player. That's super cool. Um, you said Smash is very different from the other fighting game. They seem to be a lot more open. They seem to be a lot younger. Why do you think this is? Nintendo. Nintendo. <laughs> Nintendo. Nintendo. It's all about Nintendo. the Nintendo family fun. Yes. yes. And um, one is again the characters look familiar. Two, the fighting game system itself is so the, different. The execution is lower for yeah. sure. Yeah. And, and the and the system is not so, really. Not really. There, there are some. There are some. Okay. 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 Um, you, you can just say let different. Me, different. 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 Let me rephrase that. In the entry level, the execution is lower. Yes, that's but true. But on the higher end of the gameplay, there are it is bananas. Yes. yes. I mean, like, I've read up on a few things, and I, oof, I don't even understand what's going on. that's the reason why I dropped the game. Exactly. <laughs> and not my game either, oh, man. And, and the system is said, because remember, Smash was never intended to be a really competitive fighting game. It was supposed to be fun. Like, uh-huh, to, uh-huh. Because the, look at the system. It's not hit box. It's not um, it's HP bars. It's about knocking your people out. away from a yeah, stage. It's yeah, not yeah. even a. It's not even a fighting game. It's a party game. It's, it's, it's supposed to be just a party game <laughs> that became real. But people were so passionate about it yes. and found such intricacies in it that it actually became a fighting game. Yes, that's why that's why I love Smash mm-hmm. because the community. That's a great example of community that's so passionate of this one game that they just went on and on as building communities, building events, keep it keeping it going, and now it's now big. Like melee has been here for like. <laughs> <laughs> more long, than 10 years. More than 10 years and it's still the best Smash game. Well, not best, actually. One of the most <laughs> popular Smash entries. Like I said a while ago, in agreement with David, Smash is not my game. But I love Smash because, like, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. I still play it because I, I want to have still fun. Th- I joined one of your tournaments yes. way, way long ago. I forget when. But, like, I sucked. I was weak shit trainer. You know what I mean? <laughs> When it comes to Smash, so you guys are saying that the fundamental difference between Smash and the other games is its fun tone and its lower barrier of execution at the start. At the start, mm-hmm. they actually have a curve mm-hmm. as opposed to a wall. Mm-hmm. Because when you start Street Fighter, you don't know how to Hadouken. But when I start Smash, I can fiddle around the controller and forward B. It's more consistent. So that's a big part of it, how Nintendo designed its game. Do you think that other fighting games should take notes from Smash? Or since bigger fighting games, the big, big fighting games like Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, Killer Instinct, these games, they've very much popularized the motions. It's very traditional. Are you more in favor of the traditional execution and inputs or actually taking notes from Smash and like maybe simplifying things? Uh, You go first. Both. Uh Okay. Both. Because that means there'll be something for everybody. Because some people like to be really, really technical. Like a lot of people love Marvel because it really has like really intricate combos. And people like Smash because it's simpler to learn at first. And then people like Street Fighter because it's more like, it's more like chess. Street Fighter's pacing is a lot more deliberate. Yes. But actually, now that you brought this up, during EVO, there was this (laughs) announcement of a game. Okay. Made by Seth Killian. Seth Killian is one of the biggest names in Street, in Street Fighter. Street Fighter, yeah. He is commentator. He helped develop Street Fighter 4. And That's why one of the characters name is Seth. Yep, exactly. And an Evo champ. And an Evo champ. Uh-huh. And he developed this game. Uh, it's a PC free-to-play game. What's it called? Rising Thunder. Rising Thunder, alright. It looks like Real Steel, by the way. <laughs> Real Steel, alright. Yeah, the Hugh Jackman movie. That's a threat. So, yeah. So, and everyone then, here at the praise ring is excited. Excited. <laughs> For real steel, I mean, I mean, Rising Thunder. Okay, so the amazing thing, Hugh Jackman. Shout out to Hugh Jackman. Maybe they're shouting for Hugh Jackman. Maybe that's it. Okay, 
And then what he talked about is he is actually kind of, I guess, tired. He's tired of. We're talking his, about Seth Killian, yes. Yes. He's tired of this barrier. He's tired of this barrier of entry that if you want to be freaking competent, just competent in this game, you need to learn all this shit. Like, you need to do all this intricate frame links or specials or blah, blah, blah. So he's going, so he designed this game that everything is simpler. Okay. But it's still, like, as it, it was demoed, it still looks like a it still looks like a fighting game. There is still specials. It looks like a fighting game. It has Hadouken, like a it has a Shoryuken, it has, you know, the Tatsu. But he wanted the controls. He wanted to uh, take down the execution barrier and just focus on what's what really makes a fighting game beautiful, like mind games. Mind games, exactly. The, the mind games, the setups, the, the the mental aspect of the game. I think the first push to something like this was the amazing game that is Dive Kick. Oh, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? The two button fighting. I, I game. love that game so much. Mm -hmm. I am shit at it. I do not understand it at all. But it's just amazing that you can like grab two people of nothing like who have no idea what fighting games are and this this game has been distilled into the purest form of fighting game as in just dive and kick and the mind games are still there mm -hmm. i mean fight the two buttons the mind games are still there which is amazing and i won the tournament yes. <laughs> dive kick tourney fuck you okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> dive I, kick tourney. I was second so fuck you man we game we game <laughs> all right all right um, <laughs> Okay, wait long. Uh, anyways, so yeah, anyways. again. So the movement has begun. Yes, that's what you're saying. Like, like, and with Seth Killer, who is a very influential person in the fighting game community, because I think maybe he realized that that there are already a lot of technical fighting games, and not a lot. And there are a lot of people who are interested in fighting games, mm -hmm. but interest is not enough. Interest like, is not enough. Not a lot of people are willing to invest that amount of time to learn the basics of a fighting game. So why not just break that wall down, take it away, and just focus on what makes on the higher levels of fighting games, which are, you know, mind games, like, you know, spacing things. Spacing, footsies, mind games, things like that. What about you, David? Any opinions on that? Traditional. Lowering the... Yeah, he's smart You're traditional. Yeah. All right, all right. School. There's an interesting mesh that I'm going to bring up. And once again, it's Smash Brothers pulling it off. With the introduction of Ryu, we have the best of both worlds. We have the simple execution and the traditional execution. And you can actually execute his moves both ways. Yes. You can execute his move in the normal Smash Brothers way of forward B to execute the Hadouken. But if you actually input the Hadouken motion, you get a stronger version of it. The heavy version, in yes. fact. Uh, how do you feel about something like that? It is more rewarding when you execute the original notation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It has more better properties. Because once again, Smash Brothers doing it right. Ryu, as a character, like I, I tried to get my hands on him. He's a very technical character. Yep. If you know what you're doing, like you can pull off some crazy shit with Ryu. I mean. All of his buttons have three functions. It's kind of bananas. Like, lightly tapping on it, light attacks. Holding it, mid attacks. The smash motion, heavy attacks. That's kind of nuts. I mean, like, for such a simple game as Smash, having them think of a way for Ryu to still work on that battlefield was kind of amazing for me. It was actually funny, like, was one time me and David tried, say, Kakalabasan ni Ryu Okay. So David and I tried out both Ryu. We stopped. In, in Smash, mm -hmm. but we played like Street Fighter. <laughs> Did you guys set it to endurance? No, like we, 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 we <laughs> life should, bars. We, we, you know? like, we, we, ch we chose, we, we picked Ryu stage. We're, we're moving like Street Fighter, like we're playing the wrong game. <laughs> yeah. I've seen people online, like they made a custom stage wherein they can't fall off the stage and play on endurance, Ryu versus Ryu. It's just straight up Street Fighter, but with the added twist of, <laughs> with the added twist of Ryu can turn around. Yes. So the positioning is suddenly more important, you know uh -huh. what I mean? In Street Fighter, you always face your opponent, but here in Smash, you, you can, can actually away. turn around. Which is a Ryu versus Ryu match, endurance in a closed stage, is actually more complicated than an actual Street Fighter game. It becomes weird. It becomes super weird, you know what I mean? Really weird. Okay, <laughs> I think... I think our listeners are tired of us like just babbling on about the fighting game community. I mean, like, there might be some people here who like um, aren't even aware of what we're talking about. But like, as as a service 
as a service to the gaming community here. It's great that you two are promoting these types of events and thank these types you. of mm. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you for coming on okay. the podcast. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> That's what I like about You're my welcome. guests. You're welcome. <laughs> like I said, like I said, I like to interview interesting people. And like you guys are very interesting. Like you guys said, the other the other part of my guess is like high self-esteem. You guys, you guys are very sure of yourselves, you know? Mayabang kami. I'm an interesting person. Yeah. Well, uh, is there anything you guys would like to plug? Okay. Our Facebook, Rumpus Room. Rumpus Room. Or the actual URL is facebook.com slash rumpuscobaox. Anything else, sir? You guys are the faces of the promotion of these Rumpus Room events. Um, is there any way like people might be able to get in contact with you, actually collaborate with you? Uh, they can contact me through Facebook, yeah. Yeah, Rumpus um, Room. Or uh, on Twitter, at YoDaveWord. YoDaveWord, spell that out. DaveWord, as in Squidward. Yo, Dave Ward. Dave Ward. That's Y O D A V E W A R D. That is at Y O D A V E. Oh man, they're getting so excited about your Twitter. You know what I mean? This is a great place. What about you, Wax? Okay. I accepted their. I have, I have my Facebook and Twitter. It's both moves like Wabber. <laughs> the moves like Wabber. Yeah, so moves like and then J U A B E R. J U A. Because I was in college and I wanted to sound cool, and then the name just stuck. <laughs> you can also follow me on Instagram. Uh, Instra Instagram. Instagram. Um, it's very late at night. Also, folks. also the same. Um, you, yo, Dayboard. And if you care about my lunch. <laughs> I'm surprised, actually. Food, food <laughs> just to catch up, like, yo, Dayboard. I was actually looking for your Facebook. Thank you to everyone for joining us for another episode of A Meal in the Morning at Night. If you'd like to get in touch with us, there's the Facebook at facebook.com slash a meal in the morning at night. If you want to get in touch with us via Twitter, that would be at Emil Tang, E-M-I-L-E-T-A-N-G. And if you'd like to get in touch with us old school through email, that would be Emil in the morning at gmail.com. Once again, thank you to everyone for joining us for another episode of A Meal in the Morning at Night. And if you're like me, thank you for starting your day with me this fine evening. And to the rest of you people, a good night.